Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? Listeners, we are going to take our episode in a really fun direction today. We have a special guest, Michelle Costa, contestant from season 10 of CBS's Big Brother. And not just any contestant. <laughs> She's dancing right now. <laughs> she, she was the iconic and fiery Portuguese princess from Providence. She actually signed into our Zoom call today with that name. <laughs> yep. And she's decked out in Portuguese gear. Yes, she is. She's wearing all her <laughs> Portuguese pride, as you would expect her to. And she played a big part in shaping what would live on as one of the greatest seasons in the 24-year history of the show. It, it still holds that title for me. Season 10 is still up there as number one in my book, and not just because Michelle's on today. So, so that's awesome. Welcome, Michelle. Welcome. Yes, I agree. It is the best season of Big Brother. And for all of you out there that don't know what Big Brother is, you'll be finding out some details. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for coming on. And I'm excited to learn about Big Brother since I don't watch Big Brother. <laughs> yes. Ask away. There's some things that, you know, you cannot talk about production. Yes. Yep. So I'll try not to. <laughs> even, even after 14 years, they're going to hunt her down. <laughs> they will hunt me down. <laughs> so we're still going to talk about culture today for all of our listeners. But we're going to do so in a way that kind of weaves in Michelle's experiences on the show and her background. And of course, we're going to do a quick debrief on season 24 because that finale was less than 48 hours ago and it was electric. It was really good. But first, we probably have some fans who aren't familiar with the show. So like Michelle said, we're going to kind of break down real quick, high level. What is the show? Big Brother is a reality show. It actually started, I believe, in like Switzerland or somewhere in Europe. So for all the people out there listening to Portugal, it actually started in Europe. And there's actually been Big Brother Portugal. I think there still is Big Brother Brazil. There's Big Brother like Africa. There's Big Brother every place you can think of pretty much has Big Brother now. Just recently, Canada, I got a lot of family over there. What's up to the Portuguese Canadians? <laughs> it's pretty much like you put a bunch of people in the house with a ton of different types of personalities and views and thoughts about just different types of social aspects. And that's actually grown as the years have gone on. But you pretty much are living in a house with people that you don't know. I'm sure a lot of you have um, lived with somebody. And if you haven't, then this is definitely not for you. Probably you're not going <laughs> to do good. But I mean, if you've lived like, you know, you have brothers or sisters or you have sorority sisters or you've had your apartment and you whatever it is and you live with people and there's things that happen when people live with each other that you just don't want to be a part of, just like people's clothes being um, on the floor or drama or somebody's up during the night, somebody's up during the day, whatever the case may be, you're going to have a clash in itself. Then throw some big amount of money in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, some competitions. And uh, you got yourself a recipe for uh, <laughs> hopefully a disastrous good TV. You have to win competitions in order to st stay safe. There's a head of household who reigns the house for the week. Um, they put up two people on the block, which they get nominated. They have an opportunity to save themselves with the power of veto. Um, or if somebody else wins a veto, they can save them. And that's where you start to kind of get divisions in the house. Some people show their true colors because at first everyone loves each other. And oh my God, yes, girl. Oh my God, boy, no, you didn't. And then <laughs> there's one day that the, like, I mean, you're going to have to see where your loyalty lies, you know, especially as the numbers get smaller. So, I mean, my season, we had to compete for our food in the house. Oh, yes. Sometimes you have luxury competitions. When it first started, it was the public. The first episode or the first season of Big Brother, it was the public that voted. And now it's gone where the house guests. So people that you've competed against and you've 
played against and you've gotten into fights over and, you know, they put their dishes in the sink and they cut you in line in the laundry room and (laughs) it will affect the game. Pretty much you have to stay to the end and then you have to give the best speech or resume to your house guests that you got out of the house and why they should pick you to win. And cameras watch you. Did I miss the best part? I was going to say, yes, the 24-7 cameras. 24-7 <laughs> everywhere. Even Nukwat Banyu. Ooh, <laughs> no. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> no. So I just hope they turn the audio off at certain times <laughs> when we're in there. Because if we have some popsicles with fathers or something... <laughs> If you got a Tushriga, they're going to hear it. <laughs> There's zero privacy. They had to put cameras in there because previous seasons early on, they realized that that area didn't have any cameras or audio and they would do stuff there, whatever yes. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Clean the toilet with your toothbrush, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I think that they put that in there. But if they know someone's in there by themselves and they're, they kind of move on. But if somebody goes in there with another person, then they're watching and in the shower and all that kind of stuff. That would be the hardest part for me is just constant surveillance. And you're in there for quite a long time. So this isn't like a week long experiment. This is like all summer long. You are in there. I think you probably spent 50, what, 51 days in the house, something to that effect. And then plus your sequester on either side and the jury and before the show and all that. You are. Oh, yeah. Come to find out, I was the longest in sequester to go in. I was in there for two weeks. Wow. And then I was in there for three months almost. And then I was in uh, the jury house for about almost three weeks. And then it was a couple more days in a hotel where, I mean, when I'm telling you they tape your door in the hotel room, they tape up the hole in your door, um, they take out all the TVs. So there's nothing that you do in the hotel room. Well, there's stuff like play cards and by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> by yourself. Some, and you can call your, your handler and ask if they'll come to play with you. Like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> all right. So like, like, can you come play for like 15 minutes? You know, Swacka. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to play some Swacka. Uh, oh, you're busy. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> can, can you fit me in around 2 p.m. between 2 and 3? Okay. So I'm like, all right. I just got myself a play date for an hour. So yeah, I did play cards and I, a lot of other stuff. It's kind of funny, but. So the jury room, what is that all about? though? like, so is this after like, if you get like booted off the show, you still have to be like in hiding? Until like the show is over? Yeah. So the first four or five people, if they get evicted, they go home. Bye-bye. See you later. There's been times where some of them have been sequestered and they compete to get back in the house. But like I said, there's just so many different themes of the show. So just because you're evicted doesn't mean that you're evicted for good. So you there's a possibility. But if you go home then you're not going to come back because they don't want any influence of you seeing how America's perceiving people or what other things have happened in the house. And then after that, if you make it to the jury, then you actually go to a house. Okay. It's not known where you are. It's different every year because people do try to find you and crash it and come tell you stuff. (laughs) And yeah, like you're blindfolded. (laughs) Um, when they take you, like I had to wear like a hat and I had to wear glasses, um, because people like recognize me from my hair and stuff. And I was like, the hat doesn't work people. I mean, the Kodakois are out the hair. Like, I mean, (laughs) people were like screaming and tell me stuff and like the elevator. Oh my God. So yeah. So we were like in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, um, in like a beautiful mansion in California. And then you're in there with no access to any TV as well. You get to see some movies, but as people are coming into the house, they're bringing you a video of the how they got there. So it's like an edited version of what we see on TV so that they know why this person just came into the jury house. Because at that point, you made it to the jury house. Now you actually have another job to do is to decide who wins. So that's where 
Bitter Betty can come out <laughs> or Bitter Bob or whatever it is. Because right. let me tell you something. Yes, uh, of course, I'm going to be a little bitter that you mm. might have got me out. But yep, everybody reacts differently and how long that takes them to react. But yes, so that's the jury house aspect of it. So this is like a perfect segue now to go into what we just watched on Sunday night, Michelle, which was the finale of season 24. And we got to see the live vote where the jury came together. And now it's a nine person jury. It used to be seven, right? It started with a smaller jury. It ranges from seven, eight or nine. And then it also ranges if there's America's vote. So sometimes America has a, a one vote just because there's so many different things that happen. I don't know if it's technically sometimes their choice, but it could be a matter of somebody self-evicting. Right. If you have like an even number of jury members or something that you need to rectify. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes they have it in that aspect. And I, like I said, I also think maybe CBS sometimes wants to kind of throw a little thriller in there. If they know like America's viewing somebody completely different than what the actual housemates are. Um, So like kind of like the season almost and other seasons, people in the house have gravitated towards one person or a couple of people and America completely is against them. And what I mean by that is social media plays a huge part in it. So they might CBS might say, hey, guess what? Let's have a little fun. And let's get America involved. And that will definitely show the house that, you know, it's what's going on in there. It's not how it's perceived out in America or whoever's viewing. So there is that aspect of sometimes them involving America. Yeah, it's crazy because you're in there and you only know what you're being told and the conversations that you're in and people are lying to you because that's the game. Right. And In America, you're watching all the conversations go on and you're watching these people go into what they call private diary room sessions where they're, you know, they could be lying their face off in the house and then they go into the diary room and they tell you what what they're really thinking or what they're really doing. So America sees all of that and can kind of form opinions and assumptions based on that. So it's very different than what you're experiencing in the house, I'm sure. Yes. And then also there's the uh, they call a lot of the old school Big Brother people consider that if they watch the live feeds, they're watching what's really happening on the show. It's 24 hours a day, but they can decide to cut the feeds. But they would they wouldn't be able to cut it so much for you to be able to grasp the story that's going on in real life and then what they show on CBS. So they'll ask you, are you a feed watcher? Or are you a casual? <laughs> yeah. Are you a CBS watcher? Because you don't know what actually happened. The way that they edit it is the way that they want you to go. They want you to go ah. this road, but it's actually not. They said it, but it's not how it was actually said. There's a lot in between. So people on the live feed see the actual story. And then and then there's a CBS. So if if you're talking to somebody and they're like, are you a feeder? And if they if you're not, they'll be like, oh, you don't know. Then don't don't talk to me about this if you're not watching the feeds. But I mean, yeah. when you watch the feeds, there's dedication there. There's dedication oh. because people came up to me and they told me how many egg sandwiches I made. <laughs> they told me like, you know, pretty much that I sleep like a lot on my stomach or <laughs> And I'm and I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Like that's so creepy. Like, yes. So creepy. So people would literally sit there for hours and watch you sleep, you eat, you laying out. It's great for family and friends. Right. They get to see you and they get to feel like that you're they're still with you. And you get to talk to the camera, and though you can't see them, you can talk to the camera, give shout outs and do whatever. So it's good on that aspect, but there's some creepy sides to it as well. A little bit, yeah. We don't need people watching us sleep. It's a little much, you know? It it is. Do you have a concept of time or do they? Because I know like I watched another like reality show like Love Island used to get right after Big Brother. But and those contestants wouldn't know like what time it was. So do they do that with Big Brother? Yeah, they don't give you 
like a time, like you don't have a clock. We had a clock, but I could tell it was not correct. Right. I mean, I was with Jerry, who was a 75 year old military. <laughs> um, and I would have him, me and him would do like, try to do like the, the sun timers. And like, we were trying to figure out exactly what time it was. They want you to not have any outside influence. So no TV, no reading, no writing, no singing, no, t- no time. They want to kind of just have you like trained all your thinking and everything that your thoughts are, are just in the game and what he said and what, who's in that room and what, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you also are in a, a lot of times, some competitions are asking you about what happened this day, what happened that day. So there's no sort of like dates or calendars or anything like that. So there's nothing, no concept of time, <laughs> no concept of time, unless, you, unless you kind of, I, I have my own little trick that I used to mark important dates of things that happened. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Do you guys want to know what I, what I did? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I have a friend who was on birth control. And I was like, Hey, can you just do me a favor and save your like packages? So, you know, like the, I don't know if they have them now, but the old school ones were like the one month and you like would snap out the, the pill and it was like a one month thing. So what I did is I would punch the holes they were already, they were used. So they were empty, I should say. So I would punch through when I knew like there was something that happened. Yeah, this is HOH veto day. Yep, yep. Yep. So I would go down and I would have like one for each like month. And I was like, okay, I remember this. And then that's how I would study. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Because I always wondered how people would remember all that stuff. And I know they have to come up with their own systems because they don't let you write anything down. So it's crazy. I'm like, how do you remember all these dates? And everybody usually does pretty good with that now. Because now everybody knows going into it that you have to know the dates and you have to study and all that. So people are usually pretty good, but I don't know. They didn't do too good on that comp this season, though. (laughs) No, and I think that was because it was attention to detail. So I think they finally realized that people were like, okay, figuring out it's a comp, blah, blah, blah. We have to. So they were changing around like two words and they were giving them Mm -hmm. two options of each title or something like that. Um, But yeah, they did not do a good job studying at all. No. No. No, but that's okay. So let's talk about this finale that we just watched. To me, I thought it was a super satisfying is the word I'm going to to use because it was one of those things where like the person you're rooting for, and I'm assuming, I, I think I saw your post just now on Twitter that you were rooting for Taylor, right? Yes. Or you well, were happy that she won? Yes. So she was in my top three from the beginning. It was Taylor, it was Michael, it was Joseph. I like Turner because he's from the town over from me, but it wasn't one really one of my tops. It was just kind of like a hometown thing. Like he lives like one street away. <laughs> uh, so I love Taylor. I love Michael and I loved Joseph. Taylor was to me, I think it's, I don't know if it's like a Portuguese thing, but a lot of Portuguese people I know always love an underdog just because like I, I've known my life experiences also in my big brother house being like from a different country or parents that don't speak English very well. You know, I just always root for an underdog. I felt so much for Taylor, what was going on with her. But at the same time, I knew that she had that resilientness of like, she wasn't going to let that bring her down. And I used to do a lot of modeling and I did a lot of pageants. I did Miss Rhode Island and all that. So I knew with her just being a part of that world, let me tell you something, the pageant world, ruthless, I'm sure. (laughs) Patty, I can just say this. Yes, people say stuff and do stuff and are criticized in the house for really anything because social media is very huge now than it was when I was in the house. But just think about somebody videotaping, recording you for 24 hours. There's something that you're going to say that's going to offend somebody. Plain and simple. Without Mm -hmm. you even doing it like meaningful or just you have lingo with your friends that you guys use or whatever. You know, a lot of me, me and my friends will be like, hey, bitch, hey, bitch you know, Mm -hmm. and you can't really say that to some people, you know, right. Uh, Unfortunately, that's what happens. So I'm not defending anybody. I'm just saying that 
put yourself in their shoes and try being recorded. So I just knew that Taylor was had that special something. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of like evading things, but things that she couldn't evade, she was using her sh- social aspect and aligning herself with the right people at the right time. And also people in the house kind of came to her defense because they also saw that what the treatment was that she was getting was wrong. So they actually rallied together to make the leftovers to stand as one with Taylor and say, we don't condone how you're being treated. So why not we all get together and let's become a power um, alliance. And that's what happened. Yes. So I'm pretty happy for Taylor. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was it was so satisfying to watch her win and to have her be brought to the final two because she was underestimated. You know, Monty thought he was going to sweep that. And then to just have her go out and have those speeches that she had and just dominate. Those were just I was cheering all by myself in my living room. (laughs) I I, I just think that she just definitely touched everybody with her speech that she gave. It was the best speech I've ever heard on Big Brother. Everything that she said literally came from like her heart. And you could just literally see the jury one by one, except for Turner, one by one, getting like entranced and sucked in by every word that she said and them also relating to it. She worked everybody into her speech. You know, the speech was tailored to the jury, specifically pulling on all their heartstrings in the right time. It was perfect. It was perfectly orchestrated. We expected nothing less from from Miss Michigan. (laughs) I watched a lot of different clips online. You know, there was when you're watching it, there's just so much going on. So you're kind of like watching one thing. But this time I watched Monty as Taylor was giving her speech when she sat down and he looked at her and he was like, (laughs) <laughs> like he was even like whoa like I'll vote for you and he's like oh no wait I'm I'm supposed to be going against her like he was even entranced by her yep. so it was really awesome to watch and like never mind the fact that she's um the first black woman to win and she's also a woman so, exactly. awesome. so I'm just super proud of her she did that and and on top of that America's favorite player Yes, which has never been done before. That was the first time that the person who won the game also won America's Favorite. And that says a lot about her as a player. So that was really cool. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of times, I mean, that makes the jury, it's, it's an after the fact type of situation. But it really makes a lot of people in the house like, think about like, holy crap, wait a minute. Like we were dogging this person and we were on top of this person and they get America's Favorite Player. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble when I go out in the real world. Exactly. Yep. We'll touch on that when we kind of get to the end about the whole social media aspect of it and how that's different now than when you were on the show. Yeah. Yeah. MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I had my favorite song and my top eight favorite friends. Okay. (laughs) That was my social media. Exactly. Uh, it's really been like a huge part of my life. Like as a, when I first saw it in 2000, I was like, what is this? This is mm-hmm. so uh, interesting and amazing. And it's kind of like when reality TV started coming in. Yeah. I just when I swatched it from season one, I was like, I'm going to get on there one day. I'm going to get on there one day and I'm going to represent. I'm going to be the first Portuguese person. I'm going to represent. And awesome. boy, did I represent! <laughs> I was, I was, I had my Portuguese bathing suit, my Portuguese like scarves, and my Portuguese blankets, and oh yeah, I was Portuguese out. And that's so awesome! <laughs> that's so awesome. So, so give us your background, Michelle. Uh, for us, we are children of immigrants from the Azores. So, my dad immigrated from São Miguel in the seventies to Massachusetts. Same with my parents. Yeah, so I'm first generation, and my parents, they both came separately from Portugal, and my dad came from the mainland from a place called Matanza, which is about four hours from, I think, Lisbon, maybe about that. He, like, is from the mountains and stuff, so farmland. He grew up with, you know, taking care of his goats and all that kind of stuff, and 
my mom is from the Azores Islands. She's from Fayal. And Hi. so I've been many times to San Miguel. I have a lot of family there. Been to Tresada. I've been to Pico, San Jorge. I've been to all that. And I still have a couple more that are on my list to go to. So I guess I, a lot of people say to me, oh, you're blessed with like the two best worlds, the mainland and the islands. And I, I really am. And I obviously, ladies, you know, every island has their own kind of like thing, like they have their own like food or their own like talk. And you guys don't talk like you're from Sumigal a lot because Sumigal talks a lot like, like, you know, the very like, <laughs> you know, they're very like um, spitty. They like to yeah. speak. You got to see what they're talking about. And I mean, like, I love it. I love it. I love it there. It's very, I call it very, it's like brute and slang and very brute. It's not very like, it's not eloquent or formally spoken at all. (laughs) It's definitely not a romantic language. (laughs) It's already just in your face. Portugal is one of the most like romantic languages. (laughs) Not the way we speak it in San Miguel. (laughs) No, and it depends too on your fragzia because the more you get deep in the fragzia, you get deep in that San Miguel (laughs) accent. I mean, it's like no other, but it's so amazing. And um, my mom got, came here because her island had the earthquake. Mm-hmm. And at that time, nobody died, but like half like the island like fell into the ocean and stuff. It's crazy. So she came here in um, the 19, I think, 60s or something. She went to Chicopee, Mass. And then my dad came from where he lives in Portugal to Central Falls. Then that's where my parents met. They met in Central Falls. Now we are still residing in Cumberland, which is a very huge Portuguese community. Uh, A lot of Portuguese restaurants, grocery stores, churches, clubs, festas, you know. (laughs) I got a lot of lions in my neighborhood (laughs) and Santa Maria and Fatima and all that kind of stuff, you know, Portuguese flags everywhere. So where where do you girls live? Well, we grew up in Fall River, Mass. So super yeah. Portuguese also. Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently still in Fall River. Closest bridge to Portugal, the Braga Bridge. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, right. love it. Exactly. <laughs> love it. I love all the little Portuguese oh, places. Yeah. <laughs> I live in New Hampshire now and there's not a single Portuguese restaurant. Nothing. No. I have to get into like Boston or South to get a uh Portuguese restaurant. It's brutal. So we bring care yeah. packages to her sometimes when I go up. Oh, yeah. You got to ship the ship the popsicles. We got to ship like and when like... you ship a popsicle. It's like 24 pack. Yeah. So it's like a big, yeah. huge bag. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can't eat them all before they go stale. So you have to then just like slice them up, you know, toast them. Yeah. Yep. Yep, toast them, but we, you know, don't forget to utilize a freezer too. You can, yep. you know, they're always good when you reheat them. <laughs> always. And you know, we we don't waste no food. Uh, no, food. no, no. No, my mom makes a couple different things too with bread. She dips it in um egg and then she fries them and then she puts cinnamon sugar on it. And it's so good. Is that called super spritzisch? I think so. Um, they they call it talking. different in like all different um, places. I don't want to say maybe they are. Because m- my mom just made that for me when we, I just went to the Azores like a few weeks ago. And oh, my mom nice. was making that for me. It's It almost is like a Portuguese French toast kind of thing. Exactly. She was calling it super spritzish. But I don't yeah, know. I don't, That's just I'm what she said. My mom it, but... calls it. I don't know. If she says Peixinhos the Peixinhos the Orta or something because the city where my mom's from is Orta and uh... it, like the way that they are shaped, it kind of looks like little fishies. But I don't oh. know. I'm like, mom, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't look like fish, and we're not eating fish. So I mean, we eat enough fish. Why would we call the bread fish? I don't want to eat anything for breakfast. That's called Peixinhos. <laughs> no, and I'm like, no. why? Why can't the bread have its own kind of legacy? I mean. Oh, oh that bread so great. is great just with like bread with quiche blanc or the, like the Portuguese cheese, the quiche sans rouge, like all of it. It's just oh. so good. <laughs> so good. And then we, like I said, we have so many Portuguese places around here. So we get Manteiga from like Azores. Ooh. Oh my God. It's oh, so different so than like this American butter. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot different. 
Yes. So this brings us to your experience on BB10. At the beginning of the season, we sort of meet the house guests. So CBS comes out and they go to everybody's home and they film like a really short intro segment at the contestant's house. I went back and rewatched yours. I remember, you know, taking it in at the time, but I went back and rewatched it and I'm like, oh my God, I just love this so much. You're just in like the dining room with your family or whatever. And there is a bowl of pup sucks right on the table <laughs> with a nice, like a big broth shirties and like, your whole family sitting around and you got like the, the hutch in the background with all the china and like, like the grandfather clock. It was just the, it was like my whole life. I'm like, this is Portuguese family through and through. And I just loved seeing that on TV. It was just the coolest thing. Oh my God. Can I say you guys something so funny? So I had no idea what was happening. So they didn't even tell me I was on the show or anything like that. At that point, they said, we want to come and kind of see how you are with like, you know, in front of the camera. So we're going to do a little filming. Now at that time, it was not a surprise to me because I was doing a lot of modeling and acting. And I was um, actually at that time, I was an extra in the girl, the ghost of girlfriends past, which is the movie with Matthew McConaughey. I was oh, one of his really? girlfriends. Yes. I love so that. I was in the middle of filming the, the movie with Matthew McConaughey, which I was in a lot of scenes with. It's like the ghosts and the ghosts come and they come on yeah, in the yeah. bed and all this stuff. I, I, I got to go back and watch Believe that me, it now. was catty. I got, I got scratches <laughs> and everything. Cause I'm like, they were screaming. I'm like, it's not his name in the movie. Girls, calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so it wasn't weird to me that I was like, OK, that makes sense. Like, they want to come film me. And when I told my mom, they didn't think it was weird either because they didn't even know what was going on. This was all un segredo. Like, oh, no, yeah. My parents didn't know. My family doesn't even know what the hell Big Brother was. And right. then the other half were like, super obsessed and I had just got my mom into it I think it was season um eight or nine she started watching it so she kind of knew what it was so I tell her hey mom they want to come see you know like film a Portuguese you know kind of like a dinner like a family dinner and she's like okay 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 so she's like trying to find out like the, how many people so <laughs> Oh, my God. Let me tell you how funny this is, because like they decide they want to come at nine o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, um, oh, let me just warn you, production. When we get together, we have some vino, some wine <laughs> and um, they're going to not pretend they're going to have the vino. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Oh. <laughs> and with that being said, nine o'clock in the morning and uh, we're like five bottles in. <laughs> no, but there was shitties on the table. <laughs> you guys are having shitties and pop tucks for breakfast. Literally, like five bottles and jugs. Them, I mean bottles. We don't do bottles. We do the jugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had food, and it's like nine o'clock in the morning. We're eating like literally like the heaviest Portuguese food yeah. you can find, like cozido, and yes. yeah. there was cabbage, and there was like all <laughs> everything you can think of, right? So we're like eating and all this kind of stuff, and you know they're they're like filming and whatever, and they're taking like different family members and talking to them. And my parents still speak Portuguese. Very, they watch the Portuguese channel. They do all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we still I speak Portuguese with them, but they can they can get you know they can get around. They speak English to a certain extent, and then they make up their own, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they can figure out how to have a conversation with you. Don't worry about it. They'll figure it out. Yeah. My parents are the same way. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, they they fought in this country to work and to make a yeah. life for themselves so they, they can get through. They've managed. Yeah. When they don't want to. And I'll say you get to that. He said, and no comprehend English. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's it. We don't, don't know no English. <laughs> they always do that. When my mom says that, I'm like, oh. She don't like you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, um, it was so awesome. I remember like it was yesterday. We were just sitting on the table. My mom brings me over this like platter because, of course, I love cutting gaju. And so yes. we were like having our like little necks and all that kind of like a majouage or whatever you want to call it, depending on where you're from. So we had all the seafood. And my mom's like, Michelle, I made you your special, your most favorite. And I'm like, 
what is she talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and then like I open the like the pot and it's my key uh, inside. Oh, and I was like, oh my god! So then I flip out. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. half the table's flipping out, and the other half is like, no idea what's what going on. She's mine. She's mine. Still got the wine. They're like drinking back, right? And then my brother came over and smashes like um, cupcakes all over my face. And um, <laughs> it was a great time. We had a blast. And the producers that were there, I didn't say the producers, it was the production team yeah, yeah. Um, that were there did not want to leave. Oh, they were that's like, awesome. You, that's know, awesome. you know, my mom was feeding them. And of course. Them everything possible. And they were like, you know, they can't drink, obviously, but they, my mom was giving them smalls and lemon java and all <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. So, like, they did not want to leave. Like, they were like, no, well, we got a couple more things we want to film and everything. <laughs> so, so then they're like, okay, you got to pack up your stuff and you got to go. So now I got to tell them that I'm leaving and they can't <sighs> talk to me. Oh, so, no, no. Wait, so you had to leave, like, right at that moment? Right at that moment. Holy like I'm pulling holy. stuff out of like the, the I'm I'm like I got like some <laughs> quack of shoes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh like, my god! And they're like, oh, you can't take that color because they have different like themes of the house. So if you have like certain colors, yep. it'll be like a like it'll reflect with the the, the decor. So like they're oh like, okay, god. you can't have this color, you can't have that color, you can't have that color. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can't have any national sports teams but you can have college or high school sports teams okay you can't have any kind of logos you could have you know portugal and stuff like that but it so it was so many different things that they tried to tell me that i have a half hour like left to possible and then like also you're on national tv so you gotta look nice you gotta look your best you have to have your thursday night outfits your thursday night (laughs) for the live show your finale outfit in case you win. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I kept it quiet. Nobody knew. None of my friends. Nobody knew. My mom didn't know. My dad. Nobody knew. So literally I was I had started like a journal and I was like starting to write down like all the bills that I have to pay. Cause at that time there was no like oh, uh, true. Like monthly auto pay and shit. there was none of yeah. that. It was like, no, you have to write a check, you gotta put it in the mail, you gotta make sure it gets there before the <laughs> like you gotta make sure like this is like real deal stuff. Like you had like 10 books of forever stamps, like you were mailing everything, right? Or you would go in there to pay for it. That's but, so smart though, because oh. I, I would have just taken off and then like <laughs> see collections is knocking on the door to my parents you know yes my car is getting towed away (laughs) yeah you know I can't have any of that so I just started like a journal of like okay if this were to happen let me you know and then I would like talk to like the producers when they were calling me and I was like so if for instance I do get picked what kind of choices I have because I have like a sensitivity to certain stuff they're like whatever you need you get like three months so if you have like a certain type of lotion that you can use right. or a certain type of hair thing that you use or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you had to get like three months worth of it. So there was just so much to it. And it was like, should I do it? Should I go for it? Should I try it? And it was like one of those things because I had tried out before for it and I had made it to like the semis and then I didn't make it past that. So I was a little bit kind of like, I don't want my big brother like heart to get broken again. I know, so, right? You no, know, I was kind of being like, you know, like hard to get and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, show just do it because now you can still like use the stuff. You know, it's not gonna go to waste. Right. But, like I had some stuff packed, but like I wasn't prepared to leave at that time. Oh. No. You know? And do you only get one suitcase? How much stuff can you bring? One suitcase and then the big brother bag. That they gave you. Oh, How yeah, many yeah. quackish do you pack for this for a three month? I go on a week vacation. I'm packing like. <laughs> but they have laundry. Well, yes, they do have laundry. Yes. I mean, we're not in the wilderness. We're not washing the quackish on a, on a rock. But at that time, I guess we would be wearing fig leaves. So, But girl, you could be on TV. You could somehow, some way walk out of the bed with a forgetting where you are. Right. <laughs> You don't want to sell, you know, yeah. quackish. you got to get new quackish. So, yeah, no, you got to have plenty of quackish. Yes. 
Yes, there are washing machines there. Dry. But there was some seasons that they had to wash their clothes on like one of those like old school clothes boards. Yep. Yeah. Oh boards. my god. But um, but yeah, no, I was putting stuff out of the the hamper. I was like, oh, oh my okay. god, the anxiety I would have had. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't even worried about that. I was like, I gotta tell my mom and my dad. That's the worst. That I'm gonna leave and they can't talk to me for like three months plus. Yeah. Three, four months. My mother would be crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was very, very emotional. It was definitely hard because coming from a Portuguese family, we're very family oriented. You know, like mm -hmm. I talk to my mom all the time and my dad and my brothers just talk to everybody all the time. I'm like the the one that keeps like the family, like the head honcho, you know, you're the glue. Something happens, they're calling Michelle, and now they can't call Michelle. Yeah. 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 So a lot of them were just really confused as to what was going on. But I also had a lot of people that were able to like help them out through all this, um, yeah. getting them to watch the feeds and people calling them and letting them know what the schedule is. And just there was producers that were calling them and keeping them updated and stuff. And they couldn't update me, but they could update them. And because we had the earthquake that happened um, during my season, that was kind of a big deal. That was worldwide. People saw that because we were actually filming live. Oh, right. Damn. And so there was an earthquake after the after the one that happened that um, during the World Series there. So it was the one of the biggest earthquakes after the major one that kind of like destroyed everything. So it was a big deal. We thought the world was ending. We were like, it's like. Uh, Armageddon out there like there's nobody like left it's just us left in this world you know oh my god oh my god in this social experiment in this house <laughs> oh my god yeah so it was wild because I was like can you just let me know if my parents are okay and they're like no and I'm like can you let them know that I'm okay they're like they know like <laughs> they, they know You're, <laughs> you guys don't know I mean the only time they've actually told any type of news from the outside world in the big brother house was 9-11 mm. because Monica that was on that season, her cousin actually was one of the people missing and she did die from 9-11. She was in one oh, of the towers. Wow. So they had to let them know in the house what was going on. And I think the only really bit of information that they gave that was like really huge was the election when Trump won. Oh, I don't remember. That's that's interesting. I don't remember them announcing that to the house guests. But yeah, that's they said that. Yeah, to the house guests. She's like, you know what? I'm going to just spill a little news. We don't normally do this. but mm. And then I know one of my competitions in my season was for like food for the house. And mm. it was a lot of questions of like, what do you think happened? And it was Tom Brady getting her during football because they knew I was a big football fan and huge up Tom Brady fan and that he was out. Brett Favre left the Packers, which that was like, whoa, if the earthquake was real, because half of our house did not believe that it was real. The other half did. Thought it was some something staged by production or something. Or Well, because we are in a studio. We're literally in the studio city. So right. a lot of these houses are on a makeshift ground, I guess you can say, and they could actually make earthquakes happen. Interesting. That was wild. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I kind of want to try to go on it. Speaking about food competitions, there was a food competition. I'm pretty sure it was a food competition on your season where you yeah. were competing to like not be on slop or something, maybe in teams. I can't remember exactly how it was set up, yeah. but you had to eat bugs. Yes. <laughs> and you <laughs> absolutely beasted that competition. You were just like, crickets, yup, let me have it. Oh, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. Were they live or were they dead? It was a food competition. You're right. It was teams. And so it gets so hot where we where we are in Studio City, LA. So during the days, I mean, we're looking at like 100, 110 mm -hmm. degrees. So they had actually postponed that particular competition because it was way, way too hot outside. So finally, when we got to the competition, come to find out, like, you know, some of the crickets maybe got a little bit burnt, cooked because of how hot it was. But don't fret, my pets. Some of them were still alive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they were they were crawling up and down my throat and 
I was picking out like cricket teeth, uh, <laughs> cricket uh, legs out of my teeth and stuff. But the only thing I could say to myself at that point was, Michelle, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> five hundred thousand dollars. And I grabbed the ten crickets and I threw them in my mouth. Well, actually, before I threw them in my mouth, I said. This is a delicacy in some countries. Yes. And yes. I'm going to respect these countries. And then, <laughs> and then I, I think it was like nine seconds. I downed 10 crickets. Oh my God. That's awesome. Could they at least have given you like some tempeh to put on there? Like a little olipimenti <laughs> sal to kind of like help it out? Because just a, an unseasoned cricket is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, you know what I did as soon as I was done the competition and we were in the back waiting for the outdoors to open up so we can go in the house because they locked the doors so that nobody can go in and out. You're filming a competition, right? So I'm like waiting to go inside because the first thing in my mind that I can think of is, okay, in some countries they dip crickets in chocolate and they eat them and they're lovely. So if I can just get some chocolate and I can eat the chocolate and I can like now I can down it and pretend Ten like because all I could feel were cricket legs like going up and down my throat. So there I am throwing chocolate chips on the table at the kitchen, smashing them and taking the little chocolate chips and trying to eat them. And then people just looking at me. I think I was the only one to have crickets. I think everybody else had. I don't even know if they had crickets. I, I wasn't thinking at that point, but I know there was like the slop. A lot of people had that. People might have been mad at me because maybe they wanted the cookie. I, I didn't care. I wanted the chocolate <laughs> chips. So Hell I no. went through an entire bag of chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and bashed them all and ate all the morsels in them. <laughs> so I get when you're in there, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And even though it was just a food comp, you never you always want to look like a team player. You always want to like, you know, help out the team. But there there's no way that eating crickets is not worse than eating slop. So please explain what slop is. <laughs> so let me just tell you this. So slop is the best way you can say it is like a fortified oatmeal okay. um, that you would probably want to feed like a pig. Okay. You know, like right. you ever see like the pigs in the farms and they have like this, like just goo of yeah, stuff, yep, yep. right? Well, here's the thing, ladies. So your girl won all of the competitions. I was always at the right team. And the one week where the entire entire house had to eat slop no matter what, your girl was HOH. So I never had to be on slop. I was now. thinking that that was the case. So I'm like, I don't think she's ever tasted slop. Did you take like a little bite of somebody's? Oh, of course, no, of right? Of course I did. Because yeah. I was in a different mind frame. I was like, I have to try it. So I did. I tried a lot of the slop. I tried the fried slop. We had lollipop slops. We had popsicle <laughs> slops. We had like steak fritter slops. We did like everything. We tried baked slop. We tried everything. But for me, trying it, it was a whole different experience than you having to be on it for an entire week. And that's all you could eat. So Kelly, if you're on slop, that's all you can eat from the week all the way to, I think it's midnight of eviction night. Oh my God. You can't eat anything else besides, I think there was pickle juice, ketchup, <laughs> and there was something else that they gave, but I don't like ketchup. And I don't like pickle juice. So I would have been bummed out and would have been on slop. Yeah. But like a lot of people, it was very mental. Yeah. So you can't, you can't ask me like, oh, was it that bad? It was fine, but not when you have it for a week. Of course. And there were right. some yeah, people yeah. that were on it for three weeks. Oh, oh that's true. If you got it back to back. Yeah. And this is what breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Everything, just like, everything. Oh. snack, everything, <laughs> everything. So some people just didn't. Oh, I know what it was. It was um, protein shake. Because they could have the protein shake instead of it. Only eat so much of that. Yeah. So let's just say there was an issue with physical um, casa. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Some people either one were constipated or two had stage fright. Me, neither one. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, they did have to have doctors come in and give the, some people fiber pills. Oh, oh my man. God. So I think it was like if you had too much, it was like too much for your body. If you didn't yeah. have enough, like you didn't have the right 
stuff to make anything. You yeah. can't have protein shakes like so many of them, but people just they, they were having it. So I, it's that's just, it was a mental thing more than anything. So I can't say that it was bad, but no. it would definitely was because I've visually seen people wither down and lose their mind and cry just from being on that. Yeah. You also have to do like these challenges and be hungry at the same time. Yeah, no, you had to earn your food. So, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel bad because, you know, like I would not eat in front of anybody that was on slop. And then at the uh, last day, I would make sure that whenever it was time for them to be ready for food. Like I would already make food. Me and Rennie, we did a lot of cooking together. Rennie did probably most of the cooking, but I always helped her because she kind of reminded me of like a mom. So I just needed that like mommy figure. And yeah. that was Rennie for me. And she's still my girl. Me and her still Aww. talk all the time. I love her. But we would make sure that we had food for them. So as soon as midnight, you know, hit that they would have food. But there were some people that didn't care. And that also can make you say, Kelly, for instance, if you're in the house, then you'll be like, Mo, Melissa was eating her food, her papingas in front of me, <laughs> eating her papingas in front of me. That's it. I'm that I'm cutting her. You're getting voted out. As bad as it is that you're competing with each other, then you're also living with each other. So you have those mm. two things in there and you can't escape. So, yeah, that's brutal. I would be in the bathroom eating my food. <laughs> So no one could see me. <laughs> so you would actually be penalized. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. They could put a vote on you. They could punish you. There was one time I think they nominated somebody because of it, because they tried to eat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the slop always looked like, like, you know, the Portuguese fit, the meat stuffing. That's oh, what it yes. always, my grandmother makes, she calls it fit. I don't know if it's called that everywhere, but. Yeah, no, I'll... it's a stuffing that with their little meat that they do. And that's what it looked like. I'm like, looks delicious. My Vavo makes that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, maybe that looks like a little dubrada, but without the yeah. pig's hair. So yeah. Yeah, they gave me pig hair. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. So I ate the crickets. And then I was in the next leg of the race. When I was up, they gave me raw pig ears. Oh, yeah. They said, hey, you're Portuguese. So, and I was like, wait, my mama don't cook like this. My mama <laughs> had no hair. Oh. No hair. It was raw. That was nastier than the crickets. I that's was disgusting. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. I ate that like a champ too, but I was like, mm -mm, that's not my mama's pig ears. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> there was like pig ears in like the refrigerator, and everybody was like flipping out. Like, oh. they were for Keisha was like, losing her mind like oh and I my was like, gosh oh my God, it's just pig ears girl I'll and cook them up later yeah yeah April on my season she was a vegetarian and <sighs> that girl ate the pig ears I think it was me and her competing against each other and she went against like what she's been doing for I think it was like 12 13 14 years of not eating meat and she ate that hairy I was like, damn, girl, okay. She was like gagging and puking, and her, like, literally, there was like pig ear juices coming out of her eyes. Oh, so uh, good. Of course, they did that. They weren't going to bring out no pig ears for nobody else, but right. for the Portuguese, like, right. you know, yeah, we never see that again. No. If I Google search, what, Portu what, what, what are the weird stuff that Portuguese people like to eat? <laughs> and pig probably came up. I'm surprised they didn't bring out like blood pudding, you know, a little moussala or something. Oh, but... I love moussala. I would have been like, give <laughs> it to me. Yes. Come on. Oh, like yes, an octopus. Mmm. Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> mm, yes. Give it to me. The only thing I'm not down with is um, bacalao. I'm not. I don't know. I My taste buds are so out of whack, but I do not like no bacalao. It's, no, thank you. I'll eat sushi. I'll eat freaking raw pig ears. I'll eat crickets. Uh-uh, no buckle. I don't care how good it is. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been over the I've been over bulky now too for the last few years. I used no. to eat it a lot, but now I'm kind of like, what am I? This is gross. <laughs> it's gross I was never like into the it. sodium levels are out yeah, of control. I'm not oh, into it yeah. anymore. I'm like, I'm getting old now. 
I, I, I need to watch my sodium, okay? Mm-hmm. High cholesterol, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you know, like I'd rather go have like some like tuna sushi roll, maki, mm-hmm. uh, give right. me some sashimi or something. But mm-mm. my mom's like, okay, do that. To go test the coins of the sushi, must you know, go buckle out. Exactly. I know. They probably get so offended too when you when you don't eat it. <laughs> Listen, you know, you know. Have some more. Have some more. Thank my she's some popsicles. No, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Please stop. Mashfika. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to take no as an answer. They don't. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it was great in my 20s and 30s and stuff like that. But like when like right around 30, you know, your metabolism will go downhill and you know, popsicles where they sit now. Yep. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Dieta. (laughs) So what kind of ingredients were you able to get your hands on out there? There's a Portuguese community in California, right? There's some Portuguese people out there. So were they able to get you some good ingredients that you could make some good food? We have like a storage room, and this is really for Kelly and all the listeners because yeah, yeah. most of us. So we have a storage mm-hmm. room where they will fill it with food. Okay. And where we go pick up our batteries for our mic packs and we go get our, our luggages. If we're being um, put up in the block, we have to pack up our luggages and stuff like that. Storage room is a great place that you have your dance when you're in the HOH. You just get in there. You're silent, silent dancing. You're silent dancing. So the storage room is awesome. I mean, I remember hiding in the storage room, like behind like the refrigerator. I put Dan's underwear in the freezer. Just a lot of fun stuff happened in the storage room. But so, yeah, so it would be all generic types of foods. I don't know if it's different now. I think it is because some people are a little divas nowadays. Mm-hmm. But instead of like you getting like Cheerios, you got like Jerios, you know, <laughs> like you got the Lucky Charms, you've got the Ucky Charms, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, but they gave you like a certain amount of chicken. They gave you a certain amount of meat. They gave you a certain amount of vegetables, and they give you a certain amount of stuff. If you win like a luxury comp or a food comps, you get like you get the Cheerios. Mm. And, oh, okay, you know what I mean. Like you get like the like the non generic or your HOH basket. Like right. that's when you get like the real good stuff. I did ask him for a couple of things because I did need to like cook up those like pig ears and stuff like that. They did the best they could, but in that particular part of California there I don't think as many Portuguese people as it mm-hmm. is in like I think it's like a, a Port Lucia uh, California it's a there's a lot of Portuguese communities there but but not right there yeah yeah they couldn't really give me like the real deal stuff you know <laughs> but they did their best they did their best to accommodate so you'd have to wait for that HOH basket to get like some things yeah. from home so what came yeah. in your HOH basket? I feel like you were walking around with your Azores flag blanket. Did that come in the basket? Yeah. Yeah. Mama Casa put the Azores blanket there. Aww. She hooked it up with Portuguese shirts and a bathing suit. She tried to ship food. Like she wanted to bring me cozido and she wanted to co- send me dubrada. Like already um, cooked. Meals. Yes. Already cooked. <laughs> and they were like, uh, uh, you we don't have- know if this can be possible. Like we we don't know what like what to do with it and like how long it's going to take so i think they were like scared no but i put it in a pressure cooker <laughs> yeah right like you know they got like 55 tupperwares because they want to make sure you get every drop of whatever so i think they were a little like probably afraid of the situation they ended up giving me a lot of stuff in the jury house because they just they didn't know what to actually do with it and they didn't want it to go bad maybe they just that's why I think a lot of times when you see the HOH, it's a lot of like snacks. Yeah. Like yep, I got yep. like Funyuns and I got Portuguese wine. I got Portuguese port, Porto, which now they actually give like, you know, back then there was no such thing as claws or whatever the hell they call them seltzer things. Oh, but the white, like white claws. Yeah. I would have been happy with a little angry orchard, or like <laughs> a little down east, maybe some fireball nips, you know, make it some angry balls. And like, that's really going to turn the house upside down. But they didn't want that either. No. So did you um, get like a jug of Carlo Rossi? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, seriously, like that is exactly what we have, like um, all the time. They gave me like one of the mini ones, but the port wine is like kind of like at hard liquor level. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> that they gave me that. Our season was so 
intense and so competitive and so hardcore in regards to like good TV that they didn't give us actually a lot of alcohol during our season, maybe like 10 times. And if they did, they'd give us one bottle for like 12 people. And Mm -hmm. like, I need 12 bottles by myself. So, (laughs) so it was like, Oh no, this is not good because they'll give it to you as they see how you are giving good TV. With my season, they didn't need no bottles of anything. And if anything, they were like, we were afraid if we gave them alcohol. <laughs> that was a liability in your season, yes. for sure. And in this season, like, I remember them getting, like, alcohol almost every single, like, day. They had to liven them up because they were not, they didn't necessarily mesh well together as a group, but. So that's how they determine how much alcohol you're getting is by the level of what's happening when you're just hanging out and doing nothing. They don't want you to hang out and do nothing. They want you to like fight. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, I kept asking them for wine. I was like, can we get some wine? Like, because I got to deal with these people in here and they're like, not right. These like these people making me like literally there's a segment of me asking for wine, like 55 different clips of me asking for wine. And then there's like the last skit where I'm like pissed. I'm angry. And I'm like, can I just get some wine? Give me some wine so I can deal with these freaking people. Give me a glass of wine. And then it's like me sitting there like, um, have you guys ever given out hard liquor? <laughs> whole segment of me just like begging for alcohol oh my <laughs> god our season was so awesome it um, was in the house there was some times that it was like what am i doing you know the fights the fight you guys had the most epic fights everybody we all know when keisha's birthday is let's just yep. say that i yep. mean but it was good. It wasn't like we weren't throwing tables. Like we weren't like, no, we almost did. I mean, I almost knew, gave him a shapada. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> almost got a couple shapadas. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean, it put, put us back in that house. Let me tell you, I want to see where everybody's at 12 years later. I want to see how everybody would play. I think it would be so different. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, because I think that either people stayed at that same level or they've matured or they've gotten worse. Give us a 24 hour if need be. Like <laughs> 24 hours of Big Brother, like boom, 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 boom. I like just, just like a little reunion. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I Just because I think like it was just a great group of people, very strong in what they believe in, not backing down and yes. um, fighting for their corner. And we pretty much right off the bat, when we cornered Jerry upstairs, we <laughs> literally like, this is what side we're on. Yeah. There's Jerry who came on this side and then came on that side and then came on this side and then came on that side. And, but that was our season. It was awesome. There were not very many people that you would say were like passive or floaters. It was like, everybody was very opinionated and strong-willed and just stubborn and it was great dan won the season by recognizing that like all i have to do is set these people off and then just go hide in the bedroom under my pillow <laughs> oh, i did what i saw following that him, following him going you're gonna say that to the cross you're gonna swear on the cross <laughs> we don't do that we don't do that that's portuguese like Dios Dios. <laughs> we don't do that i was like he doesn't even understand like what he's doing right now like what in my in my mind I mean, yeah. other people didn't think anything of it, but like, right, it was right. like the worst thing that you could do. Yeah. You do not lie with on the cross. You do <laughs> not use the cross to lie. I was like, oh my God. It was, it was... He's a Catholic school teacher, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's like quote was like, I don't even know if he's a school teacher. We don't <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-uh. I was conspiracy theorist before conspiracy theories was even a thing. Okay. Oh man. So he was like swearing on the Bible and swearing on his cross and religious things, saying like that he was telling the truth to you and then like going back on his word and he was lying the whole time. And so, you know, you don't cross Jesus like that. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm from, I don't know what they do up in Michigan. <laughs> 
So that's why I was like, oh no, he's lying. Yeah, yeah. You cannot do that, you know. No, but yeah. no. he will be Judas in my house. <laughs> oh my Scary. god. Oh, it's oh my god. It's so good. It makes me want to just watch the whole season over again, start to finish. It's so fun. So it's about that time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast, please just give us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. You can also visit our website. It's folkandfad.com. We have transcripts available there of every episode. And you can also send us an email, mail at folkandfad.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Same handle there, folkandfad. And for Instagram, you can follow us at underscore it's called culture.